Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Now, if I'm honest, I love history. Uh, I love everything about history. I I love the characters. Uh, I love the places. I love the adventure. Uh, I love the stories within within history. But what I love most about history are the lessons. I love the fact that we can look back on the past and that we can learn from it. We can look back on how people behaved, what they did, maybe what they should have done or maybe what they shouldn't have done, and that we can look on that for our lives moving forward and learn from it. Now, the other day I came across um, the, the, the slogan of the History Channel, which reads this. It reads, Stories from the past that help you make sense of the present. Stories from the past that help you make sense of the present. And as I looked at that slogan, I thought to myself, man, that's actually exactly one of the attributes of Scripture that I love. I love the fact that as I look through Scripture, there are these historical accounts, these historical moments, these stories from the past, that as we look at them, they help us make sense of the present. That they are these age-old truths for a brand new day. That even though it's from thousands of years ago, they are so relevant to the day and the age that we live in. And one of these stories is caught in the, in the events of the life of a man by the name of Micah. Now, Micah was a prophet. Uh, Micah was a prophet. Uh, he was essentially God's mouthpiece to the nation of Israel. Uh, and he, he was around more or less 742 through 687 BC. That was more or less the time that he, that he functioned as, as God's prophet, God's mouthpiece to the nation of Israel. It was during the reigns of, of King Jotham and King Ahaz and uh, King Hezekiah. And he was tasked with, with bringing a message to the nation of Israel. And essentially, the message that he was tasked in giving them was this, this message to say that the way that you're conducting your lives right now is dishonoring, it's displeasing to God. Uh, if you've been around with us for a while, uh, it would kind of be that language of, man, what you're doing is causing damage between you and God. And this needs to change. This needs to change. He, he goes on to say to them, man, you, you, you know how to change this because he's shown you how. He's shown you how many times. And then what followed in Micah's message was a statement 
from the past that helps you and me make sense of the present, but also gives us direction for the future. It's this age-old truth that is relevant for a brand new day. Here's what he says. He says, and he has shown you what is good. He has shown you what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. It is a statement from the past that helps us make sense of the present and gives us direction for the future. He says that he's shown you what is good. And then he, he, he goes on to say this. He says, and what does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require of you? To act justly. To act justly. Now, to, to, to act justly in other translations is translated to do what is right. Now, if I'm honest, I'm not a big fan of that translation. And I'll tell you why. Because I, I feel like we live in a day and an age where to do what is right is subjective. If you had to walk down the street and ask a couple of people what is right, you'd probably come up with different answers for different scenarios. Uh, same scenario, 20 different answers on what is right. But when we say something like to act justly, it clarifies it a little better, kind of zeroes it in a little better for you and for me. It's not as subjective as what it is to just do what is right. Now, if we're honest about this, we would quite honestly prefer for it not to say to act justly. We would prefer for it to say that we should love justice. Because if I had to reach through the camera right now and everyone who's watching, we had to run a poll and say, who here loves justice? <laughs> I think we'd, we'd, we'd get very close on a 100% hit with regards to, yes, I love justice. I love to see justice prevail. I love to see, to see people who have been mistreated. I, I love to see them find justice for their situation, for their families, for whatever scenario they find themselves in. So most people would say, yes, I love justice. But when we say that I love justice, justice subtly becomes more abstract. And in truth, it's always easier to affirm what's abstract than to perform what's concrete. Can I repeat that for you? It's always easier to affirm what's abstract than to perform what's concrete. For example, just think about what we just said about 
reaching through the camera, running a poll, how many people love justice, and most people agreeing. But if we had to take that same group of people and we had to just pry and, and prod and, and probe a little deeper and start to, 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 to find out, well, what are you doing specifically to see justice prevail? What are you doing for justice? <laughs> the conversation would turn quite awkward quite quickly, wouldn't it? You see, it's so much easier to love justice than to do justice. It's so much easier to love justice than to act justly. It's so much easier for us to speak out against injustice than what it is to take meaningful steps of action to stop injustice. Why? Because the truth be told, complaining about injustice, <laughs> posting about injustice, <laughs> it costs us very little. Sometimes it just costs us absolutely nothing. But doing justice, <laughs> that's a game changer. Doing justice, doing justice makes personal, time-consuming, heart investing demands on you and me. So, we don't just love justice, but we are asked to act justly. Act justly. He carries on and he says, love mercy. Love mercy. We live in a day and age where, where mercy is completely missing. So often we can, if we're honest, we, we hear it in our conversations. We see it in our social media posts. We see it, live that in our society. We see it played out in, in our work environments, our schools, this, this, this lack of mercy. We see it played out in, in our friendships, in our homes, in our faith gatherings. Unfortunately, when it comes to mercy, mercy is very absent within the day and the age that we live in. If you don't believe me, stop for a moment and just consider the current conversation around vaccines. Yes, I said it. Vaccines. <laughs> to jab or not to jab? That's the question. Quite honestly, it's not even a question anymore. It's just a flat-out argument, isn't it? And, and we tie so much to it. And it's so polarizing. It's so polarizing that we're seeing friendships and we're seeing families being ripped apart by this conversation, this debate, this argument. The crazy part is that as God is speaking through Micah, he's not even saying to us, man, I want you to have mercy. <laughs> no, no, some of us would do great at just starting there. Hey, come on, just have mercy. But he takes it a step further. He's not saying, hey, I want you to act out mercy. He's saying, no, I want you to love mercy. 
I want you to love mercy. And just as we spoke about to act justly, just as it would be so much easier to love justice as opposed to act out justice, here God comes and, and flips the script. And, he, and, and he, he, he asks us to love kindness and not to do kindness. Why? Because in all honesty, to love kindness has some very heart-revealing effects, doesn't it? Just in the same way to do justice, to act justly, has the same effects. In truth, again, we would prefer for this to read, do kind things to people. Why? Because this word mercy that is used in the scripture uh, can be doubled up and paralleled with the word kindness. Mercy, kindness. So we'd love for it to say, man, uh, go and just do mercy. In other words, do kind things. Just do kind things to people. And we feel like, hey, I could do that every once in a while. I, you know, I'll, I, I can do that. But in this case, asking us to act rather than to just show affection is a bit more um, manageable and, and, and measurable. <laughs> but God is asking us to love kindness. Love kindness. Love mercy. And as he asks us to do this, it cuts to the heart of the matter for you and for me. This is far more demanding than merely doing kind things for each other, which can easily be reduced to just an occasional kind act. You know what I'm talking about. No, loving kindness. Loving kindness is a kind of loving. Cast your mind back to, to the, 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 the apostle Paul as he writes to the church in Corinth. In his famous love chapter, what does he say there? He says that love is kind. Love is kind. Kindness is a kind of love. And we can't love kindness without loving people. We might be able to get away with telling others um, that we love justice uh, without doing much, much justice. But in truth, it's very difficult to get away with saying that we love kindness if others know us as harsh, as self-centered, as impatient, as irritable, as critical, as people who are willing to step on others just to get our own way. We wear our love of kindness, our love of, of mercy, or the lack thereof, on our sleeves. And like doing justice, loving kindness is costly to you and to me. It almost always requires loving people in ways that place their needs and their preferences ahead 
of our own. That's why it's tough. We can't love kindness and love selfishness at the same time. So, act justly. Love mercy. Love kindness. And then thirdly, he says, to walk humbly with your God. To walk humbly with your God means to love from a posture of humility. To live life with a posture of humility. It's, it's walking around with a heart of humility. It's recognizing that every good and perfect gift in my life comes from God. Every good and perfect gift that I may have in my life right now, it comes from God. That I can wake up in the morning, look at everything that's going on in my life, and I can go, man, look at the work of my hands. Look how strong I am. Look how clever I am. Look at, look at everything I've done. <laughs> look how I am self-made. Look at my beautiful wife, my son. Look at, look, at, look at my work. Look at my home, my vehicles, all of these things. Or I can look at all of that and go, man, God, you're so good to me. It is only by your hand that these things are in my life. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for, for, the, for my health today. Thank you for, for, for the, 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 the things that you have placed in my life, which aren't as important as the people that you have placed in my life. Thank you for them. To just thank God for our health, our wealth, our happiness in life. Recognizing that it all comes from them. Living with this heart of humility. And also to live with a posture of gratitude. To make it easy to remember. It's to live with a heart of humility and an attitude of gratitude. A heart of humility and an attitude of gratitude. To love life. Choosing to focus on the good that God has done in our lives instead of focusing on all the negativity around us, all the bad things that may come our way. And as we do this, something starts to happen in us. It starts to develop this desire to love in relationship with Him even closer. To, to give my absolute best to Him. And to do my absolute best for Him. To take an age-old truth and love it out in this brand new day. I wonder what's your next step today? What's your next step? How are you going to live out this relationship? How, how are you going to live out this, this heart of humility, this attitude of gratitude toward God today? I believe that God gives us such a great platform to work from through the prophet Micah, through that age-old truth for this new day where it just says that we are to 
act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. See, again, it's not to just love justice, but it's to act out that justice in the world that we live in today. It's not just to, to act mercifully, to do acts of kindness. No, it's to love mercy and to make it a part of our daily lives. And to walk humbly with our God. To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Where you at today? Can I pray for you? Father God, we thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you that we could go and, Lord, and look at stories from the past that help create clarity for where we are today and give us direction for the future, Lord. I thank you for these age-old truths that we can live out in the days that we are living in today, Lord. Lord, I thank you that as we are challenged to act justly, Lord, Lord, that we will, we will not just love the concept of justice, Lord, but that in our daily lives we will pursue justice around us, Lord. That we will look at injustice through your eyes and through your heart, Lord. That we will address it where we physically can, Lord. Father God, I thank you that we will not just do merciful acts or, or, or acts of kindness, Lord, but that we will love mercy, that we will make mercy a part of who we are, that we will be your hands, that we will be your feet on the, on the planet that we live on, Lord, that, 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 that we will love people in the way that you would have us love people as mercy overflows from our daily lives. And Lord, that none of this is possible unless we walk humbly with you day in and day out. I thank you that we will live reminded of who you are, of your goodness in our lives. Father God, and that from that point, we will approach our days knowing that you are good and that every good and perfect gift that we have comes from you. So Father God, I thank you that as men and women, just take a good, long, hard look at life right now. Lord, that you will help us to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with you. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us Trust you have a great week. If you need to reach out to us, please do so on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, at Life Central Madrid. We love you and we'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.